love and respect we offer to all, in times past and present, who have opened the doors of wisdom, reuniting all beings with their intrinsic purity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. The recitation of this rosary ever expands the awakening of faith in the three jewels, Bodhi, Dharma, and Sangha. Bodhi, Saranam, Gachachami, Dutiyambi, Tatiyambi, Sabaha. I turn to the perfect nature of truth for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. Dharamam, Saranam, Gachachami, Dutiyambi, Tatiyambi, Sabaha. I turn to the teachings for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. Sangam Saranam Gachachami Dutiyambi Tatiyambi Sabaha I turn to the Holy Order for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Dukkha, the noble truth of suffering. Dukkha, Tabadaya, the noble truth of the origin of suffering. Dukkha, Narodha, the noble truth of the extinction of suffering. Dukkha, Narodha, Gavini, Patipada, the noble truth of the path that leads to the extinction of suffering. So long as these four noble truths are not understood, we shall wander in sorrow and ignorance. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. All formations are transient and each step. All formations are subject to suffering. All things are without a self. I have to In this way, I most deeply vow to train myself. Namo Prajna Paramita Hirdaya. Homage to the wisdom in the heart. Form is not different from emptiness. Emptiness is not different from form. This is the teaching of our spiritual ancestors. Gautama Buddha, and all the great teachers who have transmitted the Dharma to this holy day. Blessed is the knowledge of emptiness. Homage to the devotees of this and all paths of self-purification. May all find simplicity, the joyous and practical guide. The Dharma, being the contents of enlightenment, in which there is no bondage and no suffering, offers freedom from the cankers of ignorance and fear. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Sangha is the holy order of spiritual ancestors, monks, priests, and all those who follow and practice this path. Homage to the Sangha, 
Homage to all who are approaching this holy path. Homage to all who follow and establish this holy path. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. By a compassionate comprehension that dissipates delusion. By compassionate aspiration that harms no one. By compassionate speech that makes for clarity. By compassionate self-discipline that brings no regret. By compassionate livelihood that brings no discredit. By compassionate endeavor that results in goodness. By compassionate mindfulness that proves its path. By compassionate awareness that leads to nirvana. And in this way, I am most deeply bound to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these three pure precepts. The precept of restraint and religious observances. The precept of obedience to all good laws. The precept to benefit all sentient beings. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these ten great prohibitive precepts. Not to lead a harmful life, nor to encourage others to do so. Not to take that which is not given. Not to commit or participate in unchaste conduct. Not to tell lies nor practice believing the fantasies of authority. Not to use intoxicating drinks or narcotics, nor assist others to do so. Not to publish other people's faults. Not to extol oneself and slander others. Not to be avaricious and bestowal of the teachings. Not to be angry. Not to speak ill of this religion or any other. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. In the practice of loving kindness, in the practice of pure attention, in the practice of ever-expanding faith, in the practice of constant devotion, and in the practice of inquiry through correct dhyana. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Oh, happy blessed day. Oh, happy blessed place. Oh, happy blessed time. Oh, happy blessed path. Oh, happy blessed opportunity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Here, in humble submission, in order to experience this most perfect now, I deeply vow and sacrifice all thoughts, all tensions, all pressures, and desires. I am born of karma, 
I am heir to karma. I abide in karma, and I am supported by karma. Whatever I do creates karma, and I shall surely experience this karma. The merit for all good acts I do freely offer to all beings.
Shall we look at this morning? Sequoia. Well, a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just before, uh, the first thing I wanted to say was I just felt the Cantalonga family here this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, the thing I was so struck with yesterday is, you know, maybe we did just happen to land in the most incredible group of people on the planet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what I just that is, what we're seeing is what happens anywhere on the planet. You take any group of people and you sprinkle love. Mm-hmm. And what you, you know, and it's just all that goodness comes forth. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It seems like, boy, this is an extraordinary group of people. We couldn't have found a better group of people. But then you wonder, well, maybe it's the circumstances. Uh-huh. You know, you take people in there that, that are, we are goodness, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Sprinkle love and all of the things that have happened. Yeah. And this is what we, what we reap. Really. Which just gives a... Well, anyway, it kind of has to do with the other thing I wanted to talk about. It, it just gets a whole new um, attitude on, um, I don't know, for me, for, like, political action, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. To just see what happens in that place of love, acceptance, and support, yeah. you know, rather than that, that the resistance. Mm-hmm. So, um, so during the... Uh, as far as I and this probably goes way back before the death and dying class, but you know, just practice in general. But the death and dying practice seemed to be a catalyst for um, a healing for me. I in one of the responses Sherry was talking, uh, we we wrote the letters of completion. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking to one of the people about how so if a person is no longer alive, doesn't mean we can't still write to them. Mm-hmm. 
And who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know. Maybe they get it. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And so, um, it hadn't occurred to me. And I'd always had a really difficult relationship with both my mom and my dad. And they had both passed away in the last 10 years. And at the time they died, I still, you know, I, I, I just couldn't, I just felt like I hadn't bridged the gap. Uh -huh. You know, I just, you know, my mom died thinking I was gone to a cult and she was just really unhappy with me. And, you know, I don't know what my dad would, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was just, um, it just felt so, you know, it just felt like, gosh, this isn't how I want it. Mm -hmm. you know, so I sat down and write, to write, and oh my gosh. <laughs> As I was writing to my dad, or actually, I don't even remember that I was writing or I was just talking into the recorder, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's just like you just can't see what you just can't see until you're ready to see. Yeah. You know, and as I was talking in the recorder, I realized there was a poem in the Death of Dying class about, do not stand at my grave and weep, for I am not there, I am the wind, I am the trees, I am whatever. Well, just before my dad died, he asked me to read that poem at his funeral. Huh. And I was just in this relationship with him. I was always afraid of him. I always thought he was a real angry person. That I thought, you know, he doesn't get me. And, you know. and when he asked me to read that at his funeral, I thought, huh. <laughs> you know, it was just so out of the realm of, like, huh? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'd be asking you to read that at my funeral. I, I don't, you know, but I was so still in such a scared place with him. I couldn't talk to him about it. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I was recording, like, but, oh my God. He, nobody else in the family knew about that poem. He hadn't said it to anybody else. And it was like, oh my God. He, he was just saying he got. Mm -hmm. He got me. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I would understand mm -hmm. that poem. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I just, I suddenly just, everything fell away. Mm. You know, it was like, oh my God, I never, I never knew this person, and he loved me. Mm. And I can just totally let it go. And, um, and it was just all of that, years of like, not being loved and all that stuff, just. In that moment, all just, the barriers to the love just fell just away. Fell away. You know, and then I had a similar response with my mom, who I um, like. She would never. <laughs> yeah, my mom and I were even more like, you know, you know. She was Sunday afternoon football, and she she would never. I mean, poetry, but, mm -hmm. and so. Um, and then yet I said I went through this, and oh my gosh, my heart just opened to her in so much compassion and love, and it was like, that too felt like, mm -hmm. just a, okay, mm -hmm. you know, and so, <laughs> this is going to work, so that night, I I finished all of that, I just feeling so good, and I go, okay, well, if you guys come to my dreams, I'll know that, you know, maybe there's, like, no separation, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, <laughs> they were there, 
I went to sleep and they both showed up. Uh-huh. And I've never had that, like, on command. You know, I don't remember my dad so much but in, in the dream, but he was there. My mom was there. And it was, again, it was just like a loving exchange. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up and I was just like, whoa, okay. So, there is no separation. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. There is no separation. It's all just... And, and what flowed from that was... Believe it or not, was what flowed from that was, um, let's see how I mean, the impact. Like, I go along thinking, well, you know, what I do, mm, you know, you know, so that matters or not. Matters or not, not, you know, it's like, especially here, you know, I'm in a monastery, you know, I'm not out there in the world, and, and, and through all of that, I got from the mentor that what you do <laughs> could be the thing that matters. Mm-hmm. The thing that matters the most. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are, there's like no, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The thing that you, whatever you're doing, um, it could be the thing that turns the tide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that in some way, believing these things of space and time mm-hmm. and physical mm-hmm. and non-physical are just such <coughs> illusions that we just sort of believe in. Such illusions. Yeah, and, yeah. and what you got in that was, and what the mentor said was, really, there is no separation. Yeah. Though all those things are not barriers, they're not yeah. separation. And so what you do may be, I mean, it may have the most impact yes. on anything. And we just don't know. And we just don't know. Just don't know. And so, you know, I just, um, yeah, it just like, I just saw, um, <laughs> I saw so many things. It's like, it's like the, the Zen master with the sword, and if you lose attention, I'm going to run, mm-hmm. run you through with the sword. It's why we can't lose attention for a moment. Because uh-huh. it might be the thing that turns the tide yeah. to have our attention here. Yes. And and I just, uh, I don't know, this gives me goosebumps to think about it. I just, like, not that it suddenly, you know, <laughs> I suddenly came out of that. I'm like, okay, now I've never lose my attention. But I... I saw more. What? Yeah, yeah. That's not the point, though. Yeah. That now you're totally gonna never wander off again. Right. That's not the point. The point is seeing that what is so. Yeah. It's the seeing. Yeah. And you came through that experience, recognizing what the way it really is, mm-hmm. and the way it really is is that that's why our attention, why we train so hard, why mm-hmm. it's so important, why we that it really is life or death that we keep that we are here. We just never know what one moment of presence is what it's doing to the whole. Yeah, to the whole. To the whole. To have, you know, to not lose that attention. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, (laughs) yeah, I've been I've been in this practice of saying a prayer every morning. Well, you know, it's kind of for all beings, but, you know, I started including myself and I started including uh, my children. And um, 
I now have started including the person that's at the, the president of the United States, you know, to just, like, hold them mm-hmm. <laughs> in that kind of awareness and that kind of uh, goodness mm-hmm. instead of just that, yeah. you know. Instead of that resistance, resistance. moving to acceptance yeah. and, and, and the prayer yeah. for the awareness, yeah. holding that person in awareness. Yeah, just holding them in awareness and, and knowing that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what... And, and we never will know. We yeah. never will know what's the best, but I do know that... Um, that little sprinkling of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Exactly. It, it, it might be the thing. It just might be the thing. It just might be the thing. Yeah. 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 So it's just been... Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and getting to be in the process of the sprinkling of love yeah. is a really good way to live. In oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I just have to say, you know, who knows? You know, we're meaning making machines, but, <laughs> you know, I just love it, like, um, <clears throat> I've had um, my daughter's just, <laughs> she hasn't been living the lifestyle that I would have created, you know, <laughs> and so, and, and shifting that to um, just acceptance and just, you know, keep on with the unconditional love, mm-hmm. I, it's just so, <laughs> it's just so fun because, um, our relationship has shifted from that, mm-hmm. you know, and I and um, and the circumstances of her life hasn't changed so much, but I've noticed that when we're in conversation now, even she is not talking to me about what's going wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And there's less of that, and there's more of she's talking about things. Things seem to be working a little bit better in her life. Wow. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not the author of that, but it is pretty interesting yeah. to just see what happens when the attention has gone from, oh my God, what a mess, yeah. <laughs> to, oh my God, you know, I love you and it's perfect. And we're, yeah, so you, you're focus, focusing on acceptance and you're noticing she's now more I'm focusing on, on and what's working and things like that. Yeah. and. And without making any kind of cause and effect about it, you can just celebrate it, enjoy yeah. it, and delight yeah. in it, and yeah. well, and notice it. Yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah. Much fun. And and really, you see the miraculousness of it all. Yeah. Just like just like you started out with the the miraculous nature of what's happening in Cantalumba. Yeah. We never know the miraculous nature of what happened from the death and dying class with yeah. your parents, and then then this. You're just seeing the transformation yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Very cool. Wow, very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I like Marianne Williamson a lot, and uh, and she says basically the miracle is the shift from fear to love. That's it. The miracle is the shift from fear to love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a particular thing, you know. <coughs> it's that shift in consciousness that feels like that's what's being described. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and it's miraculous. I was uh, watching the Cantalonga thing too, and um, it was very fun. And the thing that really struck me that I thought was such a testament to the way living compassion is operated is 
is that I've had enough sense from the people in Kentaloma that they were thanking people for charity. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that the language is all about being part of the team, mm-hmm. and this is the part we do, and that's the part you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that's hard, I think, in um, to for an organization that provides funding to create that sense of oh, this is we're all doing this together, we yeah. are all doing this together. But I, I really sense that that was their yeah. their language and their mindset, and to me, in some ways. That's the biggest accomplishment of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a really subtle point because there's a there's a way in which the the funding side of the equation can can be sort of the benefit the benefactor, and that wasn't the feeling from from this. It was much more of a team approach, <coughs> and the, all of the the profound and and that's not the word. Uh, Profuse thank yous that were expressed mm-hmm. yesterday on both sides was not of a giver or a receiver or anything like that. Right. It was it was of a team, right? You know, like the offense would thank the defense for their good work, and the defense would thank the offense for their good work, and we're all gonna win yes. with the team, or what, you know, the fact that we're all in this together. And and as you say, that in a situation like this. Is perhaps the most remarkable, miraculous uh, component. Of the it is. Uh, I suspect it, is, is, it happens because that has been the mindset mm-hmm. from, this, yeah. from the, the American standpoint. And, and, and the, the thing, the other thing I've always admired about the program is that <coughs> it wasn't like we went in with a program. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we went in with things to offer. Yeah. And they set the agenda. Yeah. You know, they said this is what we need, and this is. This really needs to be the next step. Yeah. And so then, then it becomes, well, then how can we partner with you in doing that? So I just felt I was really um, really moved by that, yeah. the integrity of the program and how nobody has, nobody's won down in this right. Well, you know, it's such an interesting point. It, it, you see, uh, it's been the mindset since the beginning on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's sort of like, um, you know, an apple seed can't produce anything but apples. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if that's the attitude that we came mm-hmm. in with and we have, mm-hmm. how would it produce anything else? Yeah. But this wonderful kind of no, how'd you put it? No, no one down, no side yeah, down. one down. No one, nobody's one down. Yeah. yeah. This mutuality. Yeah. Um, I also was um, impressed by, like, when they, she told the story about, I forget which the name of the woman that had the nine kids and the wound in her mm-hmm. leg and all that. I mean, that's the kind of person if you go as a tourist, is by the roadside and it looks pathetic. And all she needed was a chance, you know, to be part of the team and be a contributor. So, again, I just love how it just blows all the stereotypes and um, it opens up all the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. It really does. It, it, it reveals the stereotypes and blows them <laughs> and opens up all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, to... And to hear this person, I mean, I had never heard the piece that Teresa added in about there being little bits of wood and debris in her wound, and you know, we, we just hear the the uh, courage and the bravery and the sheer grit of having. I mean, talk about doing your part, you know. I just needed to, I just needed to get to a clinic, you know, and then I'll do my part, you know. And and what we could provide was getting her to a clinic, and then to have to have that wonderful healing process happen. Yeah. 
Um, so I found it very inspiring mm-hmm. to watch that. It was great. And um, another thing that I just, I'm just reflecting on what was just being spoken of um, about communicating with dead people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's such a mystery what happens. But uh, what came up for me was, I think I mentioned this before, that when I, when I was doing ministry, I was working with people with AIDS. And early on, in the late 80s, early 90s, they were dying. You know, they didn't have the kind of uh, therapy, therapy drugs they have now. And, and in that situation and in others, particularly there, every now and then I go into someone who was near death, usually, <clears throat> or within, you know, months or years, and they would talk about how someone had come to visit. Mm-hmm. And the person who had come to visit had died. And they would talk about, like, they came to visit. I'll never get this one guy talking about My mom came to visit last night. I said, well, that's great. He said, yeah. He said, he said, she sat right there in that chair. We talked for a long time. And then he said, my mom died 20 years ago. <laughs> and, um, and what was so fascinating to me about it was, First of all, the words are always words of comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's no rush, we're waiting for you, well, everything's fine, I'm fine, you're going to be fine. But the other thing was, when people talked about it, it was clear it was not, a, they didn't see, talk about, like, a, I had a hallucination last night. Yeah. And they didn't talk about it as though it was physically real. Uh-huh. They talked about, but they talked about it as a visit uh-huh. of a tangible being, somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just such an incredible thing. So we do not know. Uh-huh. We have yeah. no clue. You know, whether <clears throat> whether we analyze after death and recollect for a moment to you know, to, to help somebody or whether we go on into some other form and part of us lingers back to I mean, who knows now? But that something goes on uh-huh. and that communication and lines of communication are possible. Yeah. I think it's just gotta be true. Yes. There's just so many so many experiences of it. Yeah. And and, and it is so it's the some of the elements that remain pretty constant is the comfort. Yes. The, the reassurance and comfort of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that it's not a hallucination and it's not a physical like they there they came back or you know, whatever. But that something in between that, that, that is just as real. It's as just as real. That's what's so interesting. Yeah. And people are not frightened by it. Yes. It's just as real. And people are fooled into thinking somehow somebody got resurrected. Right. And, yeah. they're, and they're not scared of it. Right. Um, yeah. Just one other story. In my experience, it wasn't my experience, it was my partner's experience. All right, when I, we had to put our dog, Wendy, down years ago. And, and Wendy had just loved running. God, she just loved running. We struck out, she loved her, run like the wind. And as she got up, she developed this disease uh, at the end of her life and became pretty infirm and sort of stumbled around, you know. And uh, the night we had to put down, I was asleep, but my partner was awakened by, she said, when he ran, ran across the end of the bed. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry I missed it. But yeah. she said, absolutely. And what she said, and what she, Wendy was telling us was she could run with like the wind again. Oh, wow. Well, you know, who knows? And I totally believe it. Uh huh. And I don't know how it happens. I don't know at all. But I totally believe it. The, um, you know, the Irish talk about thin places where mm-hmm. the world's uh-huh. connected. And it feels like often around death and dying, yeah. there's actually a thin place. 
that's not, there's not an absolute break. There's some kind of thin place where there somehow can be a transfer back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just amazingly exciting. Yes. Yes, I mean, it just it draws people, right? <clears throat> Think of all the stories and books that have been written about that, that kind of experience, and mm-hmm. that thin place, and then like you, you didn't, you didn't see it, but you believe it. Oh, and I do too. It's like, we don't need to share those things, and it's like, yeah, there's something in us that resonates with that kind of experience that we just, that we just, yeah, that can happen, sure. Uh-huh. And one other thing that just arises, um, it's sort of along the same lines, actually, it's sort of the truth of something, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, um, one of the things that was fun for me about <coughs> the death and dying class was that I'd be the question and conditioning would have answers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I sort of walk around the question for a few days and then I'd sit down at the computer and what came up was true. Uh-huh. And had nothing to do with what conditioning had been saying about it. Mm-hmm. So it was the opportunity to hear what was true, because yeah. that's what came out yeah. at the time of answering the questions. And what was true um, <clears throat> was, a, was an amazing lack of fear, you know, or a, a lack of dread, or, I mean, what was true was, I'm okay, and I'm really actually okay with this dying thing. Yeah. And, um, and I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't had a chance to down write that out yeah. in the answers. So again, it feels like, in a way, all of what I'm projecting and talking about is what's really true arises, yeah. given the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's so much in that. And, but, but just to reflect and underline the process there, because as you say, it's not that the reading of, I mean, all of it was important. The reading of it, then walking around with it in life and whatever the mind is doing with it, whatever it does. And then there's a part of the, the curriculum of an email class where it's time to sit down at this keyboard and type in a response. And it is in that that, that, that what was true arose and got to be expressed through fingers, right? Mm-hmm. And what you saw in that was not anything that had been there before. But in that action, there it was. Mm-hmm. And if there's something about that, that that is, I think it's what we all are sort of circling when we talk about participation. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just have to show up mm-hmm. and participate. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sports world, I think that's why the, the, when they use the phrase, that's why you play the game, mm-hmm. because you just have to show up and do it, mm-hmm. and then you get to see what happens. You know, and in the same way with our practice, things emerge that would not have emerged otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It both. It both. Concentrate. It was a lot of what was going on in conditioning. Of course, wasn't what came out on the paper, and and some of what was going on was what came out, and not on the paper. On the keyboard. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it helped to the, the other stuff was there too. But that helped concentrate it. Yeah. Uh, it helped, and it sort of peeled away the junk uh-huh. and really let the true thing come. Yeah. Come it was very so helpful. It's such an amazing process, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And just one last little thing that. Whatever conditioning was doing, didn't matter. I mean, it was like big deal. Yeah. It was. It didn't impede the process. No. It didn't. I mean, I guess if you had given all your attention to that and therefore it talked you out of answer, whatever, then I guess it could have. But that's not what you're 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 reporting. Yeah. You know, that's no. not what happened. Well, the gift was having to sit down and write it. Yeah. So I didn't stay in that gauzy zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good phrase for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you.
<clears throat> well, I missed the cantaloupe. I don't know how I missed it because I've been reading the blogs every day, but hopefully it's recorded. Um, but I have been looking at a couple of things that seem so. Um, had this opportunity to uh, well, two things. One is I, I really enjoyed the death and dying class, and for, but I'm behind in my classes. So yesterday, in all of my classes, you know the. So I literally sat down yesterday for about an hour, sort of my retreat to kind of start catching up. But one of the things um, <coughs> that uh, I noticed is that there's a couple people in my life dying, actually, and one person's sick, but two people really, you know, within weeks of, or one within weeks and one we don't know. But so I was able to write her because we had that assignment, you know, to write her everything that I really appreciated. And I liked how it was phrased because it really made me think about the things that are really underneath. You know, again, it was it access to something other than ego. And it was just so fun um, because she is uh, one of my sister-in-laws and she's politically similar to me but not to anybody not to the boys in the family <laughs> in her family so I like thanked her for her Facebook posts you know it was kind of fun to because uh, I connect with her you know uh, in a different way than others and um, I did have this experience um, of just gratitude of being able to be given the opportunity at this time because it, it made me it was for me you know, I was so full of love that I got to just feel that, you know, and, and fill with it. And uh, and then the other thing I was looking at is people, two things. Another thing I was looking at is um, that process of th- what I would call throwing away the judgment of people who are different than I. Uh, and two things I've been practicing. One is, um, this was another sister-in-law, <laughs> but, uh we went to Disneyland, and this family is very different than we are. Uh, so my family, of course, is not different. <laughs> anyway, so it was my family, and then some of his family, uh, and they're different in the sense that uh, they're, you know, no spiritual practice. They say they're atheists. Very, 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 very wealthy, and they go to Disneyland like every week. And there's some member of some haha Disney that I've never heard of, but now I know because they took us. <laughs> so, but the neat thing was I remember on the radio show, and I don't know how many months ago, but we were looking at something, and somebody talked about their family, their parents like to go to Las Vegas mm-hmm. in the way that we like to come to the monastery, uh-huh. and that there was this connection with, for me at least, in listening to her. Uh, if we could just look at it that way Uh you know and and I do it with politics because you know being from West Texas uh, I have friends on Facebook who are politically very different so this is the other thing I'm in the practice of I'm in the practice of trying of liking some posts that my liberal side is like what? Uh But I do you know like that's what they posted something about the the Decorations of the Christmas trees. You know, and I thought, I like that. I don't care that this liberal person who I really like. Anyway, so I know it's this whole confusing thing, but the practice of going up against this is so fun. Because taking a position 
on anything is just I just hate the feeling inside. Yeah, it's I hate limiting, it. It is so limiting, yeah. and it's just hateful. Yeah, you know, and and to see people. Uh, me, I mean, you know, I project because I'm no different. It's like then I can, I could step back into judgment of these people doing it this way. But the way I've been practicing with it is, I really loved Disneyland. Uh-huh. But mostly, you know, everybody, I, I guess everybody loves Disneyland. Who knows? Everybody inside me does. All <laughs> affiliation. <laughs> Love Disneyland. But what I could connect with with these people was they loved Disneyland. So it was just love. It was letting somebody take me to a place that my social justice (laughs) part does not exactly approve of, you know. But I let myself taste things I wouldn't ordinarily taste. And and really enjoy people because they were just in love. You know, they would describe these rides, you know. Before I know it, I'm on, they're like sales, you know, I'm on the ride, you know, that I would never, ever get on, right? If I like mine, in my ego mind, I would be like, no, I am a six on the Enneagram, six is only ride small world, you know. <laughs> we don't ride the whatever tower of terror. This <laughs> was renamed and you're making it sound good. <laughs> but there was just this, wow, he loves this and he has a way of and he genuinely, I connect, okay, I'm in the line, I'm on the ride. You know, it was just so funny yeah. to just be completely present. And then because we have practice, I could pay really close attention as I'm falling from the tower of terror <laughs> Okay, what I need to do is scream. <laughs> it helps the sensation. <laughs> and that's what everybody else is doing. And, that's what and now I know why they are, because it makes sense. <laughs> but uh, it was just so, it's such a different way to live rather than judgments of the choices people have made that they actually like. Yes. They yes. actually like them. Well, it's that miracle of that Marianne Williamson was talking yes. about. It's a miracle from a movement from fear to yeah. love. From, and we could say fear equals judgment. Yeah, or separation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what we're moving, what the content is. It doesn't matter a flying pig what the content is. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't. It and ego does not, I mean, Ego, whatever that is, the devil, you know, does not want me to see that. Well, it's too late. It's too late, right? Yeah. Right. right. Because then, if to me, I've been practicing lately with, because I could see it there, you know, the equivalent of Las Vegas. I wish I could see it the one time I had to go to Las Vegas. I, I probably really enjoyed myself, you know? But because I, right, just go back. But, um, you know, it, it, it attaches onto things, whether it's, Las Vegas or the president or things, you know, how it, a post, the post, just a post about a Christmas tree. Yes. And it'll attach to anything. I know, it's horrible. Yeah. And what it does too that I watch, this has really been prevalent in my life right now, is the, it, um, I remember, I had no idea what she said. Sharon was my age, and I first came, um, my age today. Uh, she said something that made no sense to me back then, which was she was looking at, I don't know if she really said this, but she was looking at how good ideas were popping in and would take her away from 
meditation or the moment, right? I'm telling you, I have so many good ideas lately in my life, insights, or, but they're popping in at the wrong moment, right? It's popping in to to take me away from, let's say, a parent. You know, I'm in the middle of maybe, haha, and it, oh, this. But this person needs my attention because they're talking to me about something that's very important to them. Uh-huh. But this thing says, oh, yeah. I don't want to hear one more time about the video game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to think about social justice. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, so it's using those kinds of things yeah. and it's slippery. Oh, it is. I mean, it does it in meditation and that's where I get to see it most. Yeah. Um, and I have definitely been recording about it. I have a little more distance from it when it pops up on the recorder because I can see that I was just recording about this and it did this. Yeah. Um, and I could see it in meditation pretty well, but nah, it's a little slippery. Yeah. Well, and so, so what the process that it seems like you're pointing to is, and this reminds me of something Sherry said, and I'm paraphrasing, that no matter what is in the moment, it's always preferable to no matter what is the lure of conditioned mind. Yes, yeah, to when the heart, to the heart. <laughs> exactly. We got yeah, yeah, yeah. to have a heart. And so what you're what you're pointing at is that temptation yeah. to leave the moment. And you know, I, I don't know. My experience at the beginning, it would self hate could get me with really brutal things. Yes, mean, nasty, and you know, I guess sometimes it still can. But, but it also can try with the very, the candy, you know, the great idea, the, the you know, attract, the, anything, the beautiful sunset even, you know, can be a way to, oh, now remember when we, you know, so it'll use anything to take us away from what's actually right here in the moment. Well, and as you're saying that, I really see it with a piece of content, sort of, that, that, I can get really excited about things. Mm-hmm. So there's a piece of content that, uh, there's a position that I was asked to consider, but I, I'm not interested. And so someone else is going to take it. And now what, what I'm seeing conditioning do is that really my best thing is to, it, really my heart needs to listen and be present but what this likes to do is still juice up how I would do it were I in that role, uh-huh. which is now none of my business, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. But it doesn't want to get me saying that. You know, so again, there's a, wait a minute, I, I didn't accept that. Yeah, yeah. So my position is to listen and be of support and encouragement uh-huh. and reflect. Yeah. So you're getting current while it's trying to get you back. Yeah, it's trying to do what it always does that I didn't see mm-hmm. until really right this minute. Mm-hmm. To get control, mm-hmm. to look good, to, yeah, yeah. whatever well, it Whatever do. it says, things will get you. Right, because it's sort of addictive. Yeah, all it will pull me out of the yeah. moment. All it really wants is your attention. It just wants my attention. Yeah. It wants my attention. But you're clear that what's the appropriate role for you now, just like it was with, okay, right now what I'm doing is I'm listening to someone talk about a video game. Okay, right now what I'm doing is falling from the Tower of Terror and I scream. Okay, what now I'm doing is reflect what is appropriate is reflecting and listening and supporting. And, and you're not, it doesn't sound like you're at all confused about what is actually 
here in the moment. It, it doesn't mean you don't get pulled off, but there's no that there's a, that there, it's becoming really clear that that what you're doing is is choosing is being here. Yeah, and it doesn't like that it's getting clear. Right. Then it creates these sensations of I can't stand this. So I was listening to the radio show this week. I'm driving along, and the judgment starts in. Oh, that person's talking too long. <laughs> and I'm like, that person's talking too long. And I kind of like, well, yeah, you know. And so now I'm not listening to the conversation yeah. between the facilitator and the person. Now I am, sensations are coursing through the body. I can hardly breathe. I can't stand it. And you know, it's like sitting on the before uh-huh. the bell rings, uh-huh. you know, and particularly in the beginning. I mean, yeah. it still happens at times. But, uh-huh. um, and just seeing, and everything in me just wanted to hang up. Yeah. I'm like, we are not, we're in the car, first of all. This is what we're doing. And then it's like, okay, usually on the road, it drops out about this time, and then you call right back. And it didn't drop out. <laughs> I mean, it always drops out on this road. <laughs> so funny to watch. Yeah, it couldn't. Yeah, and so it was so good to, it's just like staying, sitting until the bell rings. So we, if we're at home, you have to, we've set that timer. Don't get up. Because I noticed what happened is as soon as we got past and it didn't fall out or whatever, there was like all this, ah, uh, you know, it released. Uh, and then wow. I could hear again and then I could... Wow. Um, Isn't that great? Yeah, that so we great. can outlast ego. Yeah, we can outlast ego. Uh, it, but it's throwing everything at me, you know, because I hadn't had that happen in a long time. Yeah. But just because I'm seeing the, I'm seeing it, rather yeah. than thinking yeah. it's yeah. me, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Well, and the degree of freedom that you're describing, mm-hmm. you know, everything from going to Disneyland to not to everything you're seeing to not hanging up, all of that. It's the, 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 yeah. the, the degrees of freedom are just like uh, I definitely feel it. It's, it's just, I've just been grateful for it. Yeah. Um, present to it and grateful because, you know, it comes and goes. Yeah. Um, um, but opening to it rather than... Um, Waiting for the shoe to drop or whatever yeah. that can happen. Yeah, it comes and goes, but you can never unsee it. Yeah. Unexperience it. You know, you, you, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, I better. I should make a detailed recording about it, actually. Because yeah. it's in a lot of places lately, so I've made some. But yeah, kind of a go-to, you mean? Like yeah, like a little go-to. Uh, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. But this. Yeah. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, dear. Uh, that was really that was useful I love the part about the um, I hadn't seen that it's just about not um, <laughs> like you know the feeling like somebody is going on too long uh-huh. you know just seeing the ego in that to just sit still with it uh-huh. you know uh-huh. I, I, that was really helpful uh-huh. to me because yeah yeah, yeah I could so relate to that that and so yeah yeah so I'm going to try that for now yeah <laughs> to recognize that as ego it's just to recognize it as ego you know instead of ah, I'm right what are they doing this person shouldn't be uh-huh. you, know? Yeah. you know and I, you know ego always knows everything about how everybody yeah 
It's so fun to see judgment in all Oh my gosh. Isn't it? All it is. Words. It is. It is. Which is one of my morning prayers to listen without judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it needs a lot more prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it just got answered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to share one other good news thing, mm-hmm. and it has to do with Camp Lomba. We had this fundraiser, you know, going on for Camp Lomba, and again, I, you know, every year went back. I think it was going back to grade two when we did sell chocolate bars mm-hmm. to raise money for school, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, I can't do this again. You know, I cannot. I can't do it again. No. I can't approach people again. I can't ask them, you know. And, and somebody talked about this on one of the calls. You know, I did that last year. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I can't do it again this year, you know. And so I was coming up against that a, a little bit, you know, kind of foot dragging and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to be a page and, you know, what, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do that and I've got to read this thing about how to do it. Anyway, you know, all the stuff the ego has about why we can't uh-huh. participate. But, you know, you will do for the love of others what you won't do for yourself. And I, I love those folks in Campbell, and it's like, you know, get over your so, uh-huh. because it's not about you, and, you know, just go for it and see what happens. So, one day I sat down and looked at the web page, and voila, it's like, huh, this is a no-brainer, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't believe all the work that went into that, mm-hmm. and it was like, creating a web page within a, a minute or two, you know, and it's like, okay, well, there goes that excuse. <laughs> what that really means is I have to type in my initials and then the web page is created. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And, of course, then you get a web page and it's got across the top uh, goal. Uh-huh. Well, there's some little competitive spirit in here that's like, oh, my God. I can't just sit there and watch look at that empty bar. Uh-huh. It, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to, I want to participate, and you know, you know. So anyway, so then it was like, well, now what do you say? You know, what do I say? Well, I know I asked you this last year and the year before, but I, you know, some silly, silly stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I realized, you know, what I really, 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 you know, all I want to say is I love you to the folks that I'm writing to. I love everybody that I'm writing to, and will you love, will you love me? Will you join me in loving? That's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think I sent it out to about 50 people. And among those were um, my, my family members, <laughs> which uh, in the past no one has ever said a word about Cancel. In fact, I've gotten some really negative stuff about, you know, being a horrible person because I choose cancel over my real family, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that what kind of person was that say about me? And so it's like, oh well, you know, I'm just going to, I love you. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. I just love you. Mm-hmm. So I did send it off and, um, The first donation, which was a big donation, I looked down and it was my sister who has been the most verbally in opposition to uh-huh. everything I'm doing. Wow. I looked down and it was like, you're kidding me. Wow. And I, 
you know, it was like kind of blown out of the water, sort of like, I know, because I had a whole identity around her, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> well, she never supports me, and she didn't get it, and then there was like, oh my God, wow. another lie, uh-huh. you know, and then another sister came in, and I guess the old family competitive spirit, she had to come in five dollars over that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh good, and then I had to appreciate my first sister for making it high, because it's like, you know, kind of setting the bar so high, uh-huh. you know, so that, you know, uh-huh. so it was... I just have to say, that whole, I mean, it, Kampalova continues to transform, uh-huh. you know, because I, I the transformations don't stop in Africa, they, they don't stop in Africa, because <laughs> that just got, that transformed my whole, I mean, my sister, I wrote thanking her, and she wrote back saying she was just crying. Mm. Reading the stuff. Reading my thank you. Oh, oh. And just so happy to be able to support. Mm. And I was like, who are you when you know my I do not know anything about anything. You know? <laughs> That's all I know now. Yeah, and that is it. It's yeah. what you talked about a minute ago, right? Just that barrier just fell. Yeah. And all that was there was love. Right. And so really, right. you were the one that set the bar high with your, I just want to say, I love you, and would you join me in loving? Yeah. There. That's yeah. what we're doing. That's what we're yeah. doing. You know? Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. And so, I, yeah. yeah. Something to the air. That's beautiful. Yeah.